Welcome to Cafe Grit. My name is Bethane Campbell, and I am the author of Where the Hell is My Bacon? A book about a corporate team that triumphed over shitty leadership with the help of fried pork. I open Cafe Grit as a place where you can join me in figuring out how to channel your grit and find your voice in the world, whatever that means for you. This is the place to go when you've got the hankering for purpose, the taste for fulfillment, and you're tired of living the rat race. Thanks for stopping in. Cafe Grit is now open for service. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cafe Grit. I am your host, Beth Ann Campbell. Cafe Grit is the place to go where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. I feel like I'm finally getting my mojo back. Uh, it's been six weeks as of this recording since I lost my, my since my position was eliminated at my um, shitty corporate job. And I've really done a lot of soul searching and I'm going to talk about some things where, where, my, where I'm headed and maybe things to help you, those of you who are stuck. I still don't know where, where it's going to end up. I don't know where I'm going to be, if I'm going to go end up going back to a traditional corporate job or not. My guess is no, I really don't want to. Uh, a job, maybe yes. Some sort of work and income, of course. But going back to that high pressure, same thing I was doing before, the same thing I've done for 23 years, I don't know. And then that's a that's a hard thing for me to say publicly because there are people that listen to this podcast who could have opportunities for me and to hear me say, mm, don't know if I can do it anymore. But that's the risk I take and I have to be true and I'm all about transparency. So anyway, um, I'm doing well chugging along. I'm going to talk about just some riff. I'm, I'm going to riff today on some just some day-to-day grit because I've been observing day-to-day grit around me, including with myself. So here, here, hear me out. Let me tell you this little story about my little fucking bitch of a dog. So Moxie is my almost two-year-old Labrador retriever. My heart and soul love her so much. I'm probably going to talk about Moxie more on this podcast because first of all, raising her or any dog or children or whatever requires inherent grit. And I also have another podcast that I haven't really done a whole lot on. And I like talking about dogs, but it's also exhausting trying to write books and help people write books and figure out my job and, you know, do podcasts more than one. So I'm going to just maybe talk about pets and dogs more on this one in the context of grit because I can, because I can. So anyway, Moxie is a Labrador retriever. Labrador retrievers are usually in the top one or two dogs at least in the United States, and have been for decades. And there's a reason why, because they are just fucking outstanding dogs. They are friendly. There is, there are retrievers in general, dogs in general, you know, um, are just, they're just so happy to see you. And labs generally coming from a reputable breeder don't have the kinds of um, inherent personality quirks that may make them not good to, to be a family dog just because that's not what they're bred for. Labs, even though they're bred, they're working dogs or sporting dogs, but they're just amazing. And this is um, the second lab that I've had as an adult raised by myself. My family had labs in the past when I was a kid and I just, she's just really awesome. She's smart and she's just got so much personality and 
she's really easily trainable because labs love food and food is one of the best ways to train. So my husband and I worked very hard on training her on many different things. I mean, really almost too good because my husband will tell you when he comes home from work, she sits on the steps. She doesn't run and jump on him. Sometimes she just won't even move until he gets from his car down the little walk to the front of the house where we usually wait for him. And I know that I know that kills him, but it is actually really good because it helps with her reaction to other people who are not somebody she sees every day. So anyway, so all, all of this to say that she is really a really wonderful dog. She's very smart. Um, she's pretty well trained. We've worked really hard on that. And she's a great walker. My husband takes her out on hikes a lot. And But like with any dog, and those of you and kids, and those of you who are dog and kid parents know, you can never just say they're trained and that's it. There's always going to be, it, training is constant and there are going to be times, periods throughout the life of your dog where you have to kind of shore it up a little bit because you get a little lax, right? Especially with just a friendly family dog that really isn't involved in, you know, it's not a working dog or a dog that maybe you get involved in um, sports and stuff. And that's Moxie. So, um, you know, I throw that back to myself. Part part of grit is responsibility. Part of grit is patience. And I had to take some responsibility and um, exercise some patience recently with Moxie. So Moxie is a retriever and she definitely retrieves. She, um, she, at least once a week, she will try to bring home a small tree, um, a log, a big branch. I've got countless video of her videos, videos of her uh, walking home with her little butt waggle. She's so cute. I just can't help but take a picture of her, take a video of her. And, um, but sometimes she puts things in her mouth that are small and hidden. And she, she is like a fucking, you need slow mo. You need to watch a video in slow motion to, to see her pick up some of the shit that she picks up, especially now in the fall. So it is, it is October and I, she loves October because it's cool in the morning. And because now the leaves are falling and people in our neighborhood um, usually blow their leaves into the road and they form big piles. And along with those leaves, come things like, you know, dead voles or moles or or mice or acorns or lost toys. There are just a plethora of f- wonderfully smelling things in those piles of leaves. And so, and we do, we are not like strict walkers. If you are great, whatever works for you is fine. We are sort of a half and half. We walk quite a bit. This Today we walked almost two miles. But we also, she sniffs a lot too. Because sniffing is enrichment and it burns energy and it's good for her. So we do a little bit of a hybrid there. So the other day we were walking and she's pulled this shit on me before. So the one thing that I will tell you about my dog is, this is why one of the reasons why I think walking is such a such an important thing because you really do get to know your dog and her habits and her behaviors. And um, you know you you form that bond. And from walking her really almost since day one, um, in earnest on the road, you know, since since she was probably six months old, I've learned a lot about her. And one of the things that I learned is when Moxie, when we haven't been walking for a while and Moxie suddenly wants to very adamantly pull towards home, I know that means that she's probably got something in her mouth. 
And like I said, she's fast. Last year, it was there was a couple of um, unripe apples. I pulled the first one out of her mouth when I um, recognized that she was pulling towards home very, very hard. I knew she had something and she wasn't panting, right? Even though she doesn't pant a lot in the cold weather, that's part of the difficulty of recognizing this situation. But she'll at least open her mouth a little bit when she's sniffing and she wasn't. So I pulled this apple out and kept going and then she was still pulling and then I realized she had two. So she has this habit of of getting two. Like, okay, (laughs) that's how smart she is. Like, I think she knows mom can get one and then she'll just think that that's it. And but really, I've got another one in my cheek. So this is what happened the other day. And she had pulled. Um, I felt her pulling, so I stopped. And I kind of and she is. I'm not going to say that she's that. This is one of the things we have to train on is her the drop it command, because she does not immediately open her mouth. Now I was wearing gloves, and I'll just sometimes I just give her a little. I'll pry it open, and eventually she will. If she's got a dead animal, we're going to be we're going home with it. She she's not going to open her mouth. There's no way. So she so I pried it open. I see that there's an acorn. I pull the acorn out. We we go on our merry way, and then I realize she's still pulling. She still wants to go very much quickly home. She doesn't want to. She's not sniffing anything. She's not looking at anything. She just like I want to get home because I've got the precious in my mouth and I want to um, play with it or bury it or whatever. So I stopped her in a corner, and I did the same thing. I just put her in a sit and I reached down and I just kind of put my fingers near her mouth and she growled and pulled away. Now she wasn't attacking me pulling, but she was very getting very, um, I'll call it food protective, even though it was an acorn. I don't think she was going to eat it. She was getting very, very protective aggressive, which she's never done. I've never, none of my dogs have ever been um, like protective aggressive like that. And it was just a very small moment. And it was just, just a, like, she kind of yanked her head and, and, but growled. And I was like, Oh, have you lost your ever loving mind? What that? So I, I had to, I could feel I was stunned. I was just stunned that, cause she had never ex- expressed that before. So, okay. Okay. You know what? I get it. This is on me. This is training that needs to be shored up. So I, right there on the corner on the curb, I put her in a place, which means that she lays down. At some at some point in the kerfuffle, she dropped whatever it was in her mouth. I'm assuming it was an acorn. So that's what the first one was. So I put her in a place position and I had to let her sit there for probably about three minutes on leash, but just kept her in the place. She tried to get up a couple times because we don't do the place often. So I had to um, keep her down because I needed to take a few breaths and get my pa- my patience back because I was going to pull her into the street in front of a truck. Not really, just kidding. Please don't report me. I would never do that. But that's how livid I was. And I knew that in this moment, because with a dog, there is but a moment. There is but a moment. So putting her in the place position, and I'm sure the tone of my voice was pretty clear, but she, and just having her sit there, she she knew that something was up. She knew "Mm, I maybe I, I messed up. And, but I had to keep her there for about three minutes. I had to take some deep breaths. I did say to her about seven or eight times, have you lost your fucking mind? 
And I know she doesn't understand what I'm saying, but I couldn't help but say it because I was just so shocked. Okay, that's okay. You know what? Patience. I have grit. I understand that I am part of the problem. And so part of the problem is we have not really worked on, we're very lax about her having things in her mouth because she is a retriever. She wants something in her mouth at all times. You know, when she comes to greet you, she's have to, she has to have something in her mouth when she's just walking around. It's so we're trying to work on that. And now we will be working on the drop it command a lot because we want that to be second nature. I don't want to have to worry about it or think about it. And, um, but, but, you know, but here's the thing. I was proud of myself that I remained calm, as calm as I could be, even though I did ask her seven or eight times, have you lost your fucking mind? And I wish that she would understand me, but she doesn't. Um, but you know what? I just, I knew that, that, that I was part of the problem, number one. So ownership, that's also part of grit and patience. So I had to keep calm because me getting upset, my energy towards her was not going to improve things. She was not going to behave better the more frustrated and angry I would get. And, you know, that follow-up, that knowing that, okay, I have to regroup. Our training wasn't perfect. It never is and it never will be. So now we've got to double down on some of the the training that maybe we've become complacent about. So the message is for, for those of you who are raising dogs or kids and you're experiencing these moments Remember your grit. Remember your grit that you you have the patience. You can take the ownership and 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 you can double down and you can regroup and you can fail. It is okay. Clearly, um, we had some level, uh, some level, some level, some level, some level of failure with the training. But that's okay. That doesn't mean that we're bad people or whatever. And I'm just thankful that. Because in the past, especially during those first, that first year with her and working, you know, in, in a traditional corporate job where I've talked about the stress that I've had, it was, uh, it was hard. I wouldn't do it again with a puppy. And I did, there were times where I did lose my patience. There were times where I had to go into my bathroom and shut the door and sit there for 10 minutes while I have a puppy uh, whining outside the door or perhaps pooping somewhere because I just needed to take a breath because I was losing my patience. So, um, so I'm, I'm thankful and grateful that I've, uh, uh, evolved since then, but also thankful and grateful that I can recognize that where there's a failure and I can take ownership of that and, um, try to make it better. So that's, and that is what grit is all about. So another day-to-day grit that I'm going to riff about is my neighbor. I'll just call her Caroline because that's her name. And Caroline is a a um, new mother. She's got a almost three year old boy with her husband, and they have um a, like a seven month old, cute as shit little girl. And Caroline is a stay at home mom, and I have such an admiration for badass moms with grit because I, I I don't know personally because I never had kids, but of course I took care of my younger siblings and I was a nanny for six years. So I kind of do know. And it does take a lot 
like with pets, it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of determination, acceptance of failure, ownership, all of the things that I had to deal with Moxie in um, when she clearly didn't love me anymore and tried to sneak two acorns home. But anyway, so Caroline, you know, she's very, she's a very active mom, young mom, and the family, she and her husband are very active with the kids. And it's just adorable. I love living next door to them because they're just awesome. And I often will sit out their 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 driveway. I can look if I'm outside of my front door. I can look to my left and I can see their um, most of their driveway and their garage, which is like a <clears throat> on the lower level. And I often will sit on my front porch with Moxie after we've taken our walk. When she's if she likes to hang out in the front yard because she can see everything. She, you know, she just sits out there and um, explores, buries stuff, looks at the squirrels, plays with the birds, that kind of thing. So often, you know, we'll see each other from um, from next door. I was sitting out one day recently and Caroline was in her front yard. I hope if she ever listens to this, I hope she's okay with me telling this is really a, just a, I'm in completely in awe of her mothering skills. So um, it's really a very positive thing. So Caroline was in the front front yard and she's got on one arm this baby who's about seven months old, um, her her little girl. And the little almost three-year-old <clears throat> is on the driveway. He's about halfway um, down the driveway. And I hear her her tell him to do something. I can't quite hear what, what she's asking him to do, but she's mother asking him. I had a mom. I know. I recognize the tone something to do that he doesn't want to do. I pr- I think it's just, you know, get come down or come in or something. And he doesn't want to do it because he's a terrible twos. He's really adorable. He really is. But you know what? Every kid goes through that phase where they're challenging, right? They're, they're two years old and they're challenging. So she tells him to do something, whatever it is. He says no. So she, then she starts to do the countdown. So you know this, like if you had a, a parent, you know, in the 70s or 80s, probably even today they do it where they would count down. My, my mom always counted up. It was one two, three. And if you get to three, that's it. Caroline counts down three, two, one, two and a half year old does not move. She does not get angry. She does not flip a nut like I would. She simply turns around baby on the arm, walks into the house through the front door. Kids still halfway down the driveway. He kind of looks over at me because he's noticed that I'm sitting there and I, I kind of give him the, uh Oh, and he kind of, like shrugged his shoulders. Then there was sort of like a nervous excitement, like, "Uh oh, I'm in trouble now, right? Well, just wait for it, little boy. So he starts going down the driveway towards the garage, which I think that's probably what she was asking him to do anyway. He goes into the garage and he has this little scooter. So he starts playing with his little scooter. I see Caroline come through the garage door from the inside of the house, very calmly picks him up off of his scooter and of course he protests. He doesn't want to go in. She picks him up. She's still got the baby on the arm. She's still got the seven month old baby on her arm, picks up the toddler under the other arm. And he's just hanging there and he's kicking his feet and he's, you know, kind of crying out that he's, you know, in protest or whatever. She says not a word. She simply, and she's at her bare feet, right? So this was a, a few weeks back. It was still a little warm. So she's in her bare feet. She walks up the driveway to their yard. So they're kind of on a hill. She slowly walks up the hill, very determined, uh, very deliberately. 
She's got the baby on one arm. She's got the toddler under the other arm hanging, throwing a tantrum. And she simply walks up the grass to the front uh, sidewalk and into their house. And whatever happened after that, I don't know. But I just thought, what a fucking badass. She didn't get mad. I mean, maybe she was. Maybe she hit it well. She didn't um, get upset with him. She just, there was a consequence. You got three, two, one, you got to one. There's a consequence now. And the consequence is you're going in whether you like it or not. And she made it happen very deliberately, very calmly. And I was in awe. It has been a long time since I have observed a badass mom like that. My my sisters are badass moms. My younger sister, Allison, has three kids. And I remember when she was raising them, I would go to her house and I would think, how are your kids so well-behaved? Now, I know that they weren't always well-behaved, but really, I was just in awe of the she and her husband's parenting skills because it's just, it does awe me the kind of patience that that people can have with their pets and their kids. But you know what? I'll, I'll own that myself. I, I, I can have that with my dog. I've come a long way from a year ago when I was like, literally like, should I just give her back? No, I'm just kidding. I would never give her back. Never even thought that for a second, maybe for just one. Anyway, just some day-to-day grit I wanted to riff about. Get away from all the unemployment shit. And um, I'm really actually really excited about the direction my life is going right now. It's hard. Um, I still have a lot of guilt about bringing in so little such a small percentage of the the income, but but we've been doing really well. We've been very being very mindful about what we buy, and honestly, we've been doing really really well. I haven't even, haven't even had to tap into my savings or anything, so I'm feeling pretty good about it. Feeling pretty good about thinking about things like maybe working for myself. I know I, I'll have to like really dig into this and talk more about it in a future episode because I know there are so many people out there who have done this who have left. The corporate life, the the toxic, stressful corporate life, and they have made their own business. They have they run their own business. They're their own boss in many different genres of um, of role, many different roles and genres of of types of work. So I'm kind of excited about exploring that. I'm thinking about maybe opening kind of a creative consulting um, firm under my LLC. So we'll see. I'll talk about that more later, but. Until then, I would love to hear from you about your day-to-day grit. What do you observe or what have you observed lately that's made you go, holy shit, I got some grit or somebody has some grit. They are impressing me very much so. Let me know about it. Reach out to me. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, threads, Facebook. Um, You could go to my website, bethannecampbell.com. And with an E, bethannecampbell.com. All kinds of fun information there. Links to all of my podcasts, the video and the audio, Um, my books, links to some information about them. Uh, I just, just recently published, republished Where the Hell is My Bacon, which is my first book. Recently republished the ebook. It's out there with a new cover. Look for the blue cover, the blue cover with the strip bacon across it. The old version is going to be out there. You know, if people have stuff and they sell it on Amazon, it could be used versions. Um, So that's always going to be there. But look for the blue book. It's the cheaper one as well. And I'm working right now on 
getting the print version out there. I'm really excited about that because I'm learning something new. I'm learning how to format a simple book. And I know many people out there who do this for a living. I bow to your skills. I just wanted to try it on this one because it's a pretty pretty simple book. So anyway, um, look for that. But BethannCampbell.com, lots of information about me, a little some bio information. My uh, articles are out there that I write my blog. So you can check that out. But let me know about you. Let me know about your grit in your life. And because I love hearing about it. And I love, you know, bringing that kind of um, and what you'd like to hear. What would you like to hear in the realm of grit in the future? Let me know. And then go to the mirror that is closest to you right now, your nearest mirror, look in it, look yourself directly in the eye and say to yourself, you are a fucking badass. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise, because you are. Take it easy. Hey, everybody. Thank you for stopping by Cafe Grit, where the moxie is fresh, the passion cold brewed, and everything is served with a heaping side of mojo. For more Cafe Grit episodes, please check out bethancampbell.com slash Cafe Grit. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider giving it a rating or review on YouTube, Buzzsprout, or your favorite streaming platform. I'll be forever grateful, and in return, I'll wish upon you copious amounts of bacon, your favorite hot beverage, and of course, pie. I'd love to connect and hear about your grit experiences as well. Please go to bethancampbell.com for links to all my social media. Cafe Grit is a product of Beth Ann Campbell, LLC, all rights reserved. Thanks again, and remember, you are a badass. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Take it easy.